Welcome to People from the Program, a podcast highlighting alumni from the NYU Music Business Program. Welcome everyone to People from the Program, the podcast that highlights the career journeys of alumni from the NYU Music Business Program. I'm your host, Bryce Butler, founder and chairman of the NYU Music Business Alumni Network and a proud alum myself of the NYU Music Business Program. On today's show, our guest is Sol Lee, general manager at JYP Entertainment, one of South Korea's largest entertainment companies. JYP operates as a record label, talent agency, music production company, and music publishing house. It's home to notable artists like the groups Twice, Stray Kids, 2PM, Day Six, and many more. Seoul has a great background in music distribution, international business, data, and many other disciplines. Seoul, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Bryce. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, this is my, it's my honor to be with you and having an interview. It is my honor, Seoul. Um, we were talking before we started recording. We got to let the people know I met Seoul years ago. We were both working at a company called BMG. We'll get into that. So we have not talked in, well, we haven't, we, we've talked some on social media, but we're reconnecting. It's been nine years. Can you believe how long, how um, fast rather that time goes? Yeah, I can't believe it's nine years. <laughs> but, since, <laughs> but since that nine years, you've done some really cool things in the industry. And I wanted to definitely get you on. And I am super excited to just hear your career story, dig into it, and kind of hear how your journey's been. So um, how about we go ahead and get started? Sound good? Sure, sounds great. Okay. So let's start with kind of the first question I like to ask all of my guests. Tell me about your journey to the NYU Music Business Program. How did you find out about the program? What led you to the program? Okay, um, let me just go back to about like 11 years ago. Um, I was interning in NYC and it totally changed my life at that time. Um, I was interning and I was a life science student pursuing pre-med program. It's oh, totally wow. different from my current path, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and while I was staying in NYC, and I went to a lot of concerts, like small and large concerts from Black Hole to Dead and Hip Hop, you know, there's a lot of concerts ongoing. Yeah. Wow. So, Excellent. yeah. So I love the cities, and uh, it really reminded myself when I love music, and and also realized I love music and I love New York City. So I was looking into how can I stay longer in NYC and in Manhattan, you know. So I was just looking at like searching and searching and NYU has a music business program. Yeah, so as soon as I found it and I finished my intern in in the city and I prepared applying to uh, music business program. Yeah, that's how I get into it. It's very like, coincidence and it kind of like I wasn't very yeah I was very I I love music I love music but um somehow like yeah in a second just changes my life <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm curious because that's so interesting that you know you were studying medicine and then 
you're like, you know, my passion is the music industry. I want to go into that. What was that like when you were talking kind of to your family about that or letting them know, yeah, you know, I was on the medicine path. I'm going into the entertainment industry. Okay. Can you give us some insight into how that was? <laughs> that was like, I applied the program secretly because my parents didn't know about it. <laughs> and because I, I didn't expect that getting admission in the first, like when I just um, applied to it, because I thought, okay, if I um, fail it, I'm going to apply later, like one, one more time. Like, and then I just applied and I got the letter and I couldn't hide it. My mom saw it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that day was like, I, I don't want to remind the day. Like, there was like a hell. My parents were so upset. Oh, they, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's just, that's so amazing. It's, it's like, it almost parallels when people you know, first tell their family that they want to be, you know, artists and chase their dream if they were, you know, maybe wanting to be teachers or the parents wanted them to be something else. And they're like, hey, I want to pursue my dream. I want to be an artist. And then they have to go through that whole process. That's almost sounds similar to kind of what happened to you on the medicine path and then saying, I want to pursue my dream of working in the entertainment industry. <laughs> wow. Yes, especially to Asian parents. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah, yeah, there was like, yeah, they were so surprised about it and they just told me that not to go and I just insist, I insisted I need to go, I have to go and they just, and then later, like a week later, I, I told them finally, I'm not going, <laughs> but they told me that you can you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so, Man. Yeah, I finally could get in. Yeah. What a great story. So, okay, so you get to the you get to the program. You're there, and okay, so first and foremost, let's let let's back up. This was the graduate program you went to, right? Not the undergraduate. Right. Right. Okay. So you're in the graduate program. I know, even though, you know, I'm, I'm gonna ask to jog your memory a little bit. What, do you have like a favorite class from the program that you took that really stood out to you? Oh, um, so, yeah. kind of why? I think the class was called Music Business Law. I oh, know it was law. Uh, I was taking the class with Professor Sandler. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite class, but because my, in I was interested in copyrights and license. You know, like mm -hmm. I was in I was working at BMG as a copyright um consultant for mm -hmm. my first job. Yeah, so because I was interested in copyright and the license, so that was my favorite class, and that really helped me to work when I work like. Cause in Korea, when I went back to Korea, I was kind of only one person who really knows the copyright, music copyright laws in, in the States. So mm. that was my strong point. So, yeah. so let's, let's back up a little bit uh, because I'm very interested. So, okay, you go, you know, you, you want to, you, you're studying medicine. Now you're on this, 
this entertainment industry, music industry path. What was it that made you interested in copyright? Um, that was kind of, to be honest, should I be honest? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I thought it was the only um, field that I could make money. Wow, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Making money is yeah. important. Yeah, so, you know, like entertainment industry has a lower um, pay than like, other, like, most, like, other industries, so I need to make money, and I need, I need, like, stable income, so, yeah, I was interested in copyright, and I, I was, I was, like, a little bit considered, oh, yeah, I was considering going to law school, too, for that, for copyright, but I just finally gave up, so, yeah. Wow, yeah, no, that's, that's great, I mean, just very practical, in your in your approach, wanting to, <laughs> wanting to no no seriously wanting to pursue entertainment, but also hey, let's 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 be in the copyright space because that's where the money is and that's where everything kind of is based out of and exists. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense when when you so okay so now that you've you've gone through the program, you've had these classes. When you graduated, can you talk about? Before we get into kind of the full-time work, what were your internship experiences like? So to pursue my um, career path in copyright, I started working. Um, my first internship was at the Orchard um, Music dis Distribution. Yeah, um, at that time at the Orchard, I was doing, um, I was, um, what, what did I do? Uh, I was like managing the metadata of mm -hmm. each of the song and i i didn't know that before if there there's a metadata too and also i um screenshot what was um the altered song was on the first page of the um each um music platform that was yes. what i said yeah what i did at the orchard first oh excellent yeah so so you you do this internship did that solidify and confirm that yeah copyright is where i need to be and i'm going to see where that takes me in terms of the career path yeah that was kind of like that wasn't really um directly um related to copyright but um i could learn about like license and i could learn about distribution later um i worked at the team as well yeah uh, yeah excellent and so then that led to your and now we can start to dive in a little bit to the to the other career kind of points mm -hmm. that led to your first kind of uh, your, your first kind of full-time job working mm -hmm. in you know for bmg as a copyright mm -hmm. consultant right. what, talk about that process and what that was mm -hmm. like and what you did there um what does okay. a copyright consultant do <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah at bmg i did was um cop as a copyright consultant um you know you, you know more than me right <laughs> you did this um we did the same job and i think <laughs> yeah uh i met uh yeah i managed the agreement like, uh, I reviewed them, the agreements with between the publisher and the writers. So, 
had to like manage the agreement and enter the data and the summary of the summary of the agreement and also um I kept like warning um alarm them that um the agreement is expired when it just when it almost get expired and I right. um yeah give them notice that um it's almost done and we need to renew it and yeah that's what I did and also the other thing is I um reviewed the data in the pub publishing side, like who who has how many shares, like who has how many yeah. shares like that, and like and um and also reviewed the their publishers. Yeah, that's what I did. No, if I, I didn't work there, I did, I probably wouldn't know like original publishers, like sub publishers like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just gave me an idea of it. So this is where, and and we can refer back to what I said before. So this is where you and I met and we mm -hmm. were both working. I was working in the copyright department as well yeah. um, at the time doing, doing this work and you and I met and we just, we really had fun and hit it off and, you know, joked around and it was like, Oh, so it was really cool. So in this part in your journey, let's, let's really dig into kind of what comes next. And this is, you know, you've got this, this background or you got this this experience you said in in copyright so mm -hmm. you go back to to korea yeah and this is when you start to apply a lot of that information that you learned you said you were one of the only people there in your work experiences that knew u.s copyright can you talk about right. your career when you go back to korea to um, taking us to where you are right now. Can you walk us through that journey and how the background of the program and what you learned in copyright started to really help you in your full-time work? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. After working about one year at DMZ, I moved back to Korea and was there for about eight years. And now I moved back to LA, but, um, my first job, my full-time first job in Korea was at, was a, one of the startups, like music platform startup. It was a freemium music platform, just like um, Spotify freemium, freemium um, plan. So um, I was at, I was a global music business manager at there and I, I was, cause based on my knowledge about copyrights and licenses um i had i what i did was i launched the music platform to abroad like mostly in southeast asia because at that time um our company was um strategically um launched the service with k-pop only freemium music music platform because um there were there were spotify already so we need we are targeting niche market. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, I was mostly in Southeast Asia with my background with copyright. I could um steer the copyright, and also I could uh, license some K-pop. Uh, not some. I could license um K-pop music for um playing in other countries. Yeah. That yeah. Uh but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, the startup could not have 
uh, have more fun in Series B. Uh, it was cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as as I as that happens with with various growing businesses, you know. So I t- yeah. totally understand that. This so let's back up a little bit. So this is this sounds like a really important high level position. You know, you're coming in, you know, out of school, you've had these internships, you've got this experience at BMG and and you're mm-hmm. coming and basically running the global business of this of this growing startup and it sounds like you're really in charge of making sure all of the copyrights and all the licensing is in place for this business. Is that kind of how it was? Yeah, somehow, you know, that's right. Um, I was really like, now I thought I was, uh, I was an expert at the time, but now if like thinking back to that time, I was a kid, I was just graduated school and just worked for um, less than a year at BMG. That was my all experience, you know, and they highly, yeah, respect my career and school and they yeah they gave me so big yeah yeah important yeah i mean it's so great and it sounds like such a amazing opportunity for you to just get some great Mm -hmm. experience and really take what you learned and really apply it and challenge yourself so i guess the the question I have, you know, before we get into, you know, the the other parts of your of your career journey is, with this type of role, it would seem to me just with, you know, the the music business in Korea and the big artists there and the sound, um, mm-hmm. that you know, you said that there are there weren't a lot of people understanding U.S. copyrights, which I'm going to be honest. So that sounds that's a little surprising to me. Because when I think of Korea, I think of an extensive music business network of people that, particularly with pop music and 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 singing and all of that other stuff, my thought mm-hmm. would be there would be people that really had a lot of experience with that. But you're saying that that's not the case. Is that the way that was? Mm, can you repeat the question again? Sorry. Um, Sorry. No, no worries. Meaning uh, my assumption would be in Korea, there would be many people Mm-hmm. that had a lot of experience with U.S. copyrights and licensing music. But you're mm-hmm. saying that there wasn't um, a lot of people that had that experience that you had of working right. in the U.S. and understanding the copyrights. So um, my thought would be that there would be. But can you talk a little bit about how, you know, working there and getting started, how there was a lack of people with experience in U.S. Right. copyright? Right. Because um, um, K-pop is, you know, like, Back then, in like ten years ago, when I and uh when I started a music business program, K-pop was really small, small, small mm-hmm. in the states, and people in Korea K-pop never thought about coming to the states and having a big stance just like today. Um, so there were not many people, and even now there were not many people. There's only few um few labels who has um big artists in in the states so yeah so they there were not many people who who has the experiences in the states like like music music industry actually yeah especially so, copyright not many right okay so mm-hmm. so then you were also opening up 
other territories and other countries. Back when you started there, how how popular was K-pop if we kind of put the states to the side for a second? How popular was K-pop in those other countries you were dealing with? Um, at that time, um, Japan and Southeast Asia and China uh, was the biggest market for K-pop. Yeah. Wow, excellent. So, no, I mean, it's just great that seeing you go from, you know, you get back to Korea and then you have this position, you're able to utilize the skills you have mm -hmm. immediately. So then when this ends, you actually started your own company. Can you kind of take us to that part of the journey? <laughs> yeah, what, what was that like? Just starting your own company. I guess you started your own media and entertainment news magazine. Uh I'm not that level yet. Um, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, I need more experience in, in the U.S. music industry and with K-pop. Yeah, I need more networks to get my own company, you know, and my media. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it says, like, I was doing my own research, and it was international media and entertainment news. You were the founder of. Oh yes. Yeah, I would love to know a little bit more about that. Like, what was that like? What made you decide, I'm going to start my own kind of news platform and mm -hmm. start disseminating that to the people? What was that like? Because um, I started when I was uh, when I was in um, the music, music, pro, uh, music business program at NYU. And I thought I was studying there and, uh, you know, like studying music business and you know, you always we always read about news about music industry, and you always keep in like the latest um, news. So, and then I realized that oh, there in Korea at that time there is needs about knowing about the music industry in the states because U.S. market is the biggest, the largest um, music market. So, okay, what can I do? I was thinking that. Because I wanted to, I just didn't want to keep the information just my, to myself, and I wanted to spread it out. So I started to um, summarize some U.S. articles about the music business. So that's how I started, and I just ran, I ran it for about three or four years, and that. That platform really worked for me because um somebody just um called um yeah yeah my first job in Korea the startup was also the CEO was was reading my platform and he contacted me to join his startup yeah oh excellent <laughs> yeah oh, that's great <laughs> yeah yeah so you really just you're really taking such an entrepreneurial step in your career early to mm. go back and like you're really almost you're trailblazing here you know yeah. as someone with a unique skill set that's that was really needed in your country and you're using it to create opportunities for yourself mm -hmm. so that's yeah, great right before i um, moved back to korea with the platform yeah yeah now i think about of it i spend a lot of music industry network in Korea with the platform. Some people ask me questions and some people emailed me and some people, oh yeah. 
asking about the music program too, music business program too, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So, okay, so then, you know, uh, the things at the beat, the beat packing company, they, they come to an end. You've got your, you've got your, um, your entertainment news platform that you were doing, and then you become an analyst. So tell us about that experience and that company and what was it like working there and what you did as an analyst? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was at the CJENN. The title was an analyst, um, but I started as a music dis- distribution in Korea. I worked at, I worked at the team for about one year. And after that, the team and some of the platforms from CJENN was sold to another company. And at that time, HR just told me to join Global Music Business and Analyst. So, um, yeah, and I can't tell much about the um, job there because um, it's still ongoing. There's a still ongoing project. And, but uh, what I did was I analyzed like M&A and I anal- reviewed the strategic partnerships, like merge mm-hmm. um, M&A, like the new business opportunities. Yeah, so, because they, what they need was um, someone who knows the music industry in the state, the U- U.S. market. So mm-hmm. they thought I was the right person. So, yeah, I could be the analyst. Did you did you find that the law classes that you took at the program started to really come into play and help you in this role that you were doing? Because this mm-hmm. role seemed like it wasn't necessarily focused on just rights and 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 copyrights. Right. So do, so do you find that that law class really mm-hmm. helped you in this role? Oh uh, yeah, somehow. Um, cause um, there's also like, um, uh, there was also some of the project was uh, like music publishing. You mm, know, okay. like you 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 have to know about copyright. Why we need publishing company? If we if we why we do it? Why we have to purchase publishing company? But it, at the end, it didn't happen. But yeah. I could write some reports, you know, like, and convince them with my knowledge with copyright and how much we can make money, you know, like the license stuff, like what kind of business we can do with the publishers. Yeah, that really helped a lot. Yeah. So, so at this time, and and maybe this is hyperbole. Maybe I'm I'm playing it up too much, but I'm curious. It sounds like you're almost becoming the go-to in Korea for, you know, for anything that's dealing, understanding U.S. rights. Like people are starting to to hear your name and say, oh, we need to get Seoul and, and we need to talk to Seoul about this. Is that is that kind of what was happening at that time? Oh, uh, yeah, it could be, but um, it's not, it wasn't limited to copyrights. It was just about U.S. market, yeah, U.S. music market, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So then, when your time at CJNM come, you know, comes to an yeah. end, you move on and you yeah. work for for. Am I pronouncing it right? Hybe. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you go on and you work 
you work for HUD. Can you talk about that experience and what you did there? Yeah, um, actually, like, HUD was the company that people start to think about soon as the U.S. market most. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that really, because, like, until the CJ Union, I was a kid, you know, I was like, only four or five years six years i only had like six years experience like i wasn't that like big name but hype made me a big not a i'm not a big name right now though but i would say a lot oh medium large like medium big name yeah but um yeah at the, at hype i was um in a international music dis- distribution team and for hype roasters like bts more by together and music like that and i was um i was analyzing the u.s market and billboard chart data and build a strategy for the best chart number that's what i did at high for about one year and a half so yeah i'm just like like Asian people really cares about numbers, like chart numbers. So okay. I was like a chart book. Yeah. How could we get into the chart? Yeah. We have to use this strategy like that. Yeah. How could we get into the hot 100? And we have to have more like remixes and release it in the first week and get more downloads, you know, like that. Just like, yeah, secret sauces. Yeah. So was, was this the first time in your career that you were diving deep into the charts and mm-hmm. using that as a kind of as a data tool as a big part of your job? Was this the first time you really were doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, CJNM as an analyst, I used a lot of data, but at Hive, I used chart data a lot. Yeah, to make to make number one like bts and TXTs, yeah yeah excellent and you were working you know you were working on a, on a lot of big projects and a lot of big a lot of big albums were you were you a part of signing any labels or artists to the to the distribution company was that part of your role as well no, um, no, um, I was um distributing our rosters, only our rosters, yeah. Excellent, yeah, yeah. great. Okay. So Korea, um, Korea companies has a little bit different structure with um the U.S. set of U.S. Um, we have like both one company has um playing a role as a label and also as a management company. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. You know. Let's let's dig into that a little bit. So um, I have found and, and maybe this is a little old school, but mm-hmm. I've found that, you know, you know, before, if you were playing the label and the manager, that could get very tricky. Right. But I see now in this day and age when you see so much kind of entrepreneurial steps being taken, people being able to take their brands via social and really build them and connect with their fans, where labels are not almost like, indie labels are almost like hybrids where they will take on management or mm-hmm. and be the label at the same time. But mm-hmm. still, I think in the US, there's kind of a separation there that's been expected. Maybe those lines are blurring. But are you saying that in where you were in South Korea that that wasn't the case, that 
the labels and managers always were kind of working together or those companies always would be doing kind of those dual functions? Yes, right. There's no only label. Like like some big four, big four in Korea, they have they only play the role as a label, but like local companies, they all the local all the local companies have both label and managers. Yeah. Man, excellent. That's, okay. That's really different, you know, like when we were at school there now I don't know, but at the time three sixty model, you know. They have right. like all yeah, it's just like 360 model is like like in Korea music industry it's been just like yeah label and management is all together combined together so. it's all combined together okay mm -hmm. okay so you're you're at Hybe you know and you talk mm -hmm. about how this was when people really started saying hey solely the expert on the you know the U.S. market we go to her she's the person to go to. So when your time at Hype comes to an end, that leads us to where you're at now at JYP. So my first yeah. question as it, as it pertains to JYP is Seoul. For the people that may try to assume, and maybe they could be incorrect or don't know, what does it mean to be a general manager at JYP? What, is the, what are the functions when you say general manager, what do they do? Tell us what that yeah. is. General manager is doing everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handling everything. Like mostly, yeah. Um, I'm I'm taking care of all the artists from JIP and um, as a U.S. general manager, and I I have to find new um uh, promotion and um new business opportunities for them. That's what I do. Um, as a general manager at uh, at JIP, and also have to um, for their U.S. Um, um, music release and promotion. I also have to take um, handle their um, budgets too. Yeah, that's what I mostly do in wow. as a general manager. But um, mostly, yeah. Wow! So it's a big responsibility. Um, oh yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess the follow-up question to that is, is, does this put you almost more in that manager role for the artist? Um, or are you still kind of on that, on that label side? Or is it where it's, like you said, is it combined where you're acting as almost, you know, the label representation and the management representation for the artist? How does that work? I'm doing both um, for a representative of manage management and label. Yeah. So um, if they want yeah, some of the, like if we get some of the like festivals and media, they just coming coming to me and ask if they are possible. Uh, and yeah, and also in the as a label, yeah, I also um representing our artists in the state. So I, yeah. Excellent. And does this role, does this role kind of include any type of a or or talent scouting where they're asking you to go out in and also find acts to sign? Oh, no, no. Um, I don't have to go scout like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so like baby bands and do a &R. I don't have to do, but um, I'm, like um as a um 
for A&R in Korea. I connect new artists to Korea, um, Korea mm. and A&R as well. So it's mm. a liaison. Yeah. Right. No, that's great. Mm. And then do you also talk a little bit about this? Do you also touch touring Seoul and working with booking agents and and road managers to to help the artists build that business as well? Oh, that's almost um now currently um there's not you know like I can't do I can't handle everything the tours and everything but mm-hmm. it's handled my Korea a Korea team headquarter in Korea and yeah but when they're coming here for tour I yeah I go there like sometimes do as a representative of the artist uh, between artist and like promoter promoter. So yeah, sometimes I do it too, but it's not my major role. Wow. So you you have really forged your own path, Soul. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's almost like your path, you know, particularly in Korea, is like you you're forming a path that so many other people who want to pursue this business but may maybe don't know how you're really a blueprint for them that <laughs> if they if they follow yeah i'm serious if they if they get into it and they work hard and they follow it um there are opportunities that they can that they can take advantage of that they can do they can mm-hmm. almost they can be entrepreneurial in their career and take those opportunities to to be successful so i mean Thank i think you. it's just amazing to see what you've done from when you left the program to now? The music business, NYU music business program really gives me a lot of advantages. Yeah. Yeah. It you know, it, it definitely can do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have the NYU name and the things we learn in the program, mm-hmm. you know, really, really can be very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. No, so, I have two more questions to ask you, Sol, and I ask all my guests these questions. Okay. Um, so the first one I'm going to ask you is, um, from a business standpoint or a life standpoint, mm-hmm. what are you curious about right now, and why are you curious about it? That's the hard. That was the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I knew I would get, but I asked it, and I like to ask because. I always get very interesting answers and I know you will not be any different. <laughs> you will give me a very interesting uh, answer. I will be, I won't be so, I'm so worried about my answer is not that interesting. <laughs> no, no, your answer is your, your answer is your answer. And I know it will be interesting yeah. either way. <laughs> um, yeah, what I really am curious about is new technology mm. about music. Not just not limited to music, but uh, also other um, technologies. So I always think about how could we uh, apply my business to this technology. You know. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Is there any specific technology that you're really looking at? Like, oh, how does this work? These days, <laughs> uh, um, I'm kind of behind. I'm the NFT because oh, 
I was like, I was, I just moved here and think about new um, job. And recently, um, I'm interested. It's kind of behind, but um, recently I'm interested in like VR, um, mm. concerts. Yeah, because I'm thinking about how I can, um, you you utilize my artist to VR, um, con, um, uh, VR, yeah, to make money to bit to make a business and yeah, so. The concert, like pandemic is down, and um, the concert is not the answer. But I want to find some other way we can use, utilize VR. Yeah. Wow! Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Um, do you see? You know the K-pop genre with the way the music is and the big and the big shows and just everything mm -hmm. is big production. Do you see that really thriving in a virtual reality setting? It could be, yeah, could be, because, um, you know, like, Korea and the States, it's really hard, like, it, it takes about, like, 11 hours of flight, and they cannot mm. come, like, every time they want, you know, mm. so, um, I think VR could do something, yeah, could do something for the U.S. and U.S. fans, yeah. Excellent. See, you know, no. Very, that was a very interesting answer. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't let us down. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so my last question, Sol. Okay. If you could go back and mm -hmm. talk to yourself on the first day that you started the program, mm -hmm. what would you say to yourself back then? Uh, uh, first thing is, save your money. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very practical, very practical. I spent too much money when I was in New York because uh, I didn't mean the tuition. Tuition is high too, but um, I spent too much on food and shopping. Because <laughs> 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 Manhattan is like, yeah, I love Manhattan. So it's like everything is so close and you just like, you can just walk. So I love there and I yeah, spent so much money. I had to save some money at that time. Yeah, that's practical. But um, like seriously, um, seriously, um, I would say, in my first um day of, uh, the program, I would say, meet as as many as, as many people as possible. Yeah, mm. and you don't know who will be in your network later you know in the future you know twice i didn't know you're gonna be yeah we still get keep in touch you know and having uh having this conversation here today and i would say just don't stay in the music business program also um reach out to many various people in school and outside of the school and yeah and reach out to alums um at that time yeah yeah just yeah, be active, like I would say that on the first day and make many friends in the program. Yeah. Listen, that's great advice to give yourself because I think you and I having this conversation are a perfect example of that. Like who would have mm -hmm. thought along our journey we would be meeting and keeping in touch like this and now, you know, we we keep in touch with each other and we follow up and that's what mm -hmm. it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
that's that's good. I think that's a that's a good note um, to end the show on. That everyone mm-hmm. is Soul Lee. Soul, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a great conversation, and I'm so glad that I got to have you on People from the Program. Thank you, Bryce. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, There will be more episodes to come, and I'll be looking forward to bringing them to you. You can follow me on Twitter at BryceB88. Um, Until the next episode, take care and be well. Thanks for listening to this episode of People from the Program. Be sure to check us out anywhere you listen to your podcasts, and stay tuned for future episodes of the show. 